are you talking? Are you talking <laughs> in the intro? <laughs> I was whispering. Do you have something to say? I was going, I'm tired. <laughs> Great. This is an undercurrent. Great. Okay, go ahead. Hey. <laughs> hey. 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 Ah. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. Hey, welcome to Keeper Chat. My name is Flora. And my name is Fauna. And this is a weekly podcast where we chat about animals. We are both real-life zookeepers, and each week we will be discussing a new animal and learning more about them. As always, nothing we say reflects our organizations, <laughs> and all thoughts and opinions are our own. So with that, let's get grimy. Cool. <laughs> Sounds good. Fauna, my dear friend, how was your work week? Yeah. Oh, God. It's been a week <laughs> from hell. <laughs> it truly has. Yeah, it sounds bad. Um. I had a moment where I was trying to text, I think maybe you, about how, like, atrocious it's been, and my phone autocorrected some word that was not the word that I corrected to, but I corrected it to hell carousel, (laughs) and I just thought that was the most fitting thing. I've also never typed hell carousel in my entire life, but I was like, you know what, phone, you got it. It's an amazing, it's an amazing thing, Yeah, it was nuts. Um, so my story for this week is that as in the midst of this chaotic week, I was going through a gate and I was like, I had something in my other hand. So I'm trying to unlock the gate with one hand, which you all know is tough. It's tough. Plus they're a public on the other side of it. So stakes are high, man. You've got an audience. So I'm trying to unlock this gate. And at one point I dropped the lock out of my hand in which I'm like trying to unlock it with. And the lock swings forward and effectively like rocket launches my keys two feet into the public oh no <laughs> and um the gate remained locked <laughs> no and i was like this is the perfect representation of my week <laughs> it couldn't be more perfect because i just stood there for a minute and i was like shit what am i gonna now do what? now yeah exactly yeah. and i of course um took the <laughs> least honorable route and crouched to the ground and tried to shove my arm through the gate oh. uh, to get the keys back, only to find out that my arm wasn't long enough. Oh. And I had to I had to ask someone to get it for me. Oh. And in that moment, I, like, stared them down and was like, if you, don't do anything rash. If you fucking take those keys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to vault over this fence and I'm going to come get you. you. think about your choices um, right now. Yeah, it was a bummer. And I just, I stood there for probably five seconds after it happened and I was just like, God great <laughs> thanks good everything's good and fun flora how's your week um it's been boring i live a boring life because i'm not That's as good right now but i wanted you to guess what i was gonna have for dinner <laughs> oh okay um let's see let's just see. knowing what you know about me yeah which is everything um okay i'm gonna guess either mcdonald's Incorrect. Or a hot dog. See, I knew you were going to say hot dog. <laughs> but guess what? It's... Was it a hot dog? It's SpaghettiOs. Oh, my God. I got really excited at the grocery store, and I saw the aisle, and I was like, ah, oh, I want some of that. <laughs> Blast from the past. Oh, man, I love SpaghettiOs. I've been thinking you can of- eat them hot or cold. <laughs> <laughs> any way you like it. What is that? Oh, any way you want it. Pizza on a bagel. You can have pizza anytime. That's what I should have bought is big I bites. I think you jumbled up those <laughs> lyrics. 
I thought you were going for that one song, but you were going for pizza bites. <laughs> it's pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. When pizza's oh, on a bagel, you can eat go. pizza anytime. There it is. Anyway. Takes me back. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Yeah, so my life's boring. Um, okay. So. Oh, contraire. You're eating SpaghettiOs for dinner. I know. It's like royalty over It's the here. opposite of boring. It's like royalty. <laughs> I'm doing what the royals hey, do. Hey, is that this is that the same company that makes Chef Boyardee? <laughs> uh I don't know. Hmm. I have to ask John Stoney. I'm gonna look it up on Wikipedia. Okay. Right now. <laughs> uh well let me know. I'm gonna talk about the animal. <laughs> yeah. The point please of do. This. I'll update you. Yeah, I'll update you. You guys picked this one. I was feeling oceany, and so I forced you to pick an ocean animal and you did so good job yeah you did this one's really cool and i didn't know some things about it and i learned some things i did know what anyway facts okay pick the cuttlefish okay yeah i love cuttlefish i'm excited to learn about them everything i've heard is that they're really smart they're really smart and they're really cute which i'm about as well and they're really cute okay so they're animals first and foremost uh-huh. Um, and then despite being called a cuttlefish, they're not a fish at all. Uh, that makes sense, right? They look like a little squid. Yeah, so the first lie that Big Ocean has told us is that cuttlefish are fish, and they're not. They're mollusks, so they're in the mollusca phylum. Okay. And they're in the class cephalopoda, because they are a cephalopod. Nice. So that is the same class as the squid, the octopus, and the nautiluses. Ooh, cool. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. And then their order is Sepida. Sepida? I don't know. Didn't look it up. Something with an mm, S. Cool. Um, okay. Okay, and this is the first fact I had no idea of. There are over 120 species of cuttlefish. Oh, that's remarkable. I thought there was just, like, one. I thought it was just, like, a cuttlefish. Yeah, I thought it I thought it topped out at three max. Yeah, no. There's 120 different species and five different genera. How do you say that? How do you say it? Genera? I think I say genera. Genera? No. I don't think I've ever actually uttered that word in conversation. Right. There's five different genus. Why can't I say that? Because you have to say the plural, which is genie. (laughs) There's five genii of cuttlefish. No, it's genie. And then when you say it three times, he appears and he gives you a monkey paw situation. Great. He gives you a monkey's paw. That's it. He get, and then he pieces out. It's a crab-eating macaque's hand. Just It's truly horrible. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So I'm going to talk about them crazy generally because holy shit. But the most common cuttlefish is called the common cuttlefish. And that's oh. the one that, I mean, if you think of cuttlefish, it's probably what you're thinking of. But there's also the giant cuttlefish, the hooded mm-hmm. cuttlefish, the flamboyant cuttlefish. I could go on. Please do. I'm not. Um, so the name Cuddle is Old English for Kudel, which is the Old Norse for Kodai. Uh, uh, yes. Let's see how far back this goes. Which means cushion. And then the German Kodel equals rag. So it means like cushion rag, I guess. Sick. Sure. (laughs) I believe it. It looks like it. Love it. Yeah, and then the unique brown pigmentation that is squirted out of a cuttlefish is called sepia, which of course oh, as so we know, we're really just 
today we're, <laughs> we're just gonna dive right into the dirty stuff just, that comes out of them. yeah we're calling it like okay. it is so i mean we Great. use sepia today as a color and it comes out of animals bodies sepia which is greek and latin but also now english isn't that um like the the hue that old-timey photos take yeah i think it's also an instagram filter it's also literally just the color brown so oh interesting yeah that's got a really bad name Mm-hmm. Especially for being brown in color. Yeah. But as bad as it gets. So basically, words are made up and nothing matters, was this what that paragraph right, right. in my notes was. Um, oh. Okay, so habitat, they're kind of a lot of places, but they're also not in some places. So they're in... Tr- Incredible. They're in tropical temperate waters, such as mm-hmm. off the coast of East and South Asia, Western Europe, and the Mediterranean. And... The coast of Africa and Australia. However, so kind of just everywhere. Hey, excuse me. However, mm, okay, they're absent from any coast of the Americas. <gasps> uh oh, where's their patriotism? Gone, absent, non-existent. They squirted it out their butts in a cloud of black, brown sepia. Hmm. Same. <laughs> um, which this fact just like startled me to my core because I swan to John when I was snorkeling in Belize. I saw a cuttlefish, um, but I didn't. <laughs> no, I think you were just uh, hopped up on jellyfish stings. No, 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 no. Because there's a there's a freaking Caribbean reef squid, which looks exactly like a fucking cuttlefish. <laughs> How was I to know? Oh. So anyway, and uh, you weren't. It wasn't. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and he... He didn't bother to correct you either. He's in a totally different order. Uh, yeah. They fly out of the water. They can propel themselves out of the water. That's ridiculous. Anyway, cuttlefish, they don't do that. Oh, well then why are we talking about that? Because it's facts about some other things. Okay, uh, these guys typically hang out in the shallows, but they've also been known to go to depths of over 2,000 feet. So I don't even know why we say shallow, because that doesn't sound very shallow. No, anything up to, like, four feet, I think, is shallow. Yeah, That's so 2,000 is a bit much. But anyway, That's I think most of the much. time, most of the time, shallow places. And then, yeah, like, the common guy, just for example, he's the southern and western coast of Britain, eastern Atlantic, from the Baltic Sea to South Africa, and the Mediterranean. Cool. He's kind of everywhere. He's just in the water. Well, yeah. He's just in the water. <laughs> Splish splashing. <laughs> Okay, so these guys, yes, they are super intelligent. They are arguably the smartest invertebrate. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the largest brain-to-body size ratio of any invertebrate. Oh, okay. So that's saying something. They got big old brain. Yeah. They have a really well-developed head. Basically, nice. their whole body is like a head. Uh, they have really large eyes. And, of course, they have a mouth. And just like every cephalopod, they have a beak. So they have beak-like jaws. I love it. It's creepy, but I love it. It's like a weird water bird. It Why is. You beak? know what? It is. I remember in school dissecting squids and finding the beak and being like, what's this hard thing in the middle of this jelly thing? Yeah. And it was a beak. And it was a freaking beak. And just the idea of it having a beak seriously freaked me out. Right. I mean, we could call it a rostrum, which is what they also call it, but it's a beak. <gasps> really? Yeah. I thought a rostrum was a tail. No. Well, not in this instance. No, because, like, the head of a beluga is, like, their nose is their rostrum. Oh. Like, a dolphin, that flat bit is the rostrum. 
On their head? No, like their mouth. Their whole mouth is a rostrum. Oh. What the hell am I thinking of? I don't know. Now I'm Googling rostrum. A beak-like projection. Oh, you know what? You're right. I was thinking of the Telson. Da da da. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> God. A couple, a couple of nerds. <laughs> what? How could you ever get those mixed up? Golly. Anyway. Uh, yeah, the cuttlefish, they're typically flat and kind of broad and ovular in shape. So they're usually like oval. And they do have one fin that runs around the whole body from kind of behind their head, just around the, ra- around the back. They have about eight arms, and those arms have suckers, and then the two tentacles have flattened paddle-like tips with suckers on them. <gasps> Cute. So they have arms and tentacles. Cute. Obviously, the color is variable, so because they can change color. <laughs> Ooh. So I'm not really going to get into that yet. Um, and then they have something called a cuddle bone, which is very interesting. This okay. is unique to cuttlefish, squid, do not have this at all. And this is an okay. internal shell that they have. Okay. And it's very okay. porous and it fills with gas and it helps them just with buoyancy. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. So they can regulate like the gas liquid ratio in their body. Um, and that helps just with buoyancy. And then each species of cuddle bone is like has a distinct shape and size of their cuddle bone. It's not like. They all have a two-by-two two whatever. Oh. So. That's um, cute. It's kind of weird. And then, yeah, uh, people are probably familiar with those because they're typically given to pet birds for calcium and minerals. If you're a zookeeper, you've probably held cuddlebone in your hand before and given it to a parrot or a bird or whatever. Oh, wait. Is that that, like, weird rock-looking thing? It's like this weird white, it almost looks like um, like a shoe insert. <laughs> <gasps> That's it? Yeah, it's a cuddlebone. That's, you... That's from a cuttlefish? Yes. What? Why are we giving those to birds? Because it has a lot of calcium and minerals in it. Yeah, but like, at the cost of the fish, the cuttlefish. It's not a fish, and he's doing fine. (laughs) (laughs) But we just, we pulled the bone out of him. He's not doing fine. Maybe we're harvesting, like, old bones, right? I don't know. I mean... I didn't get into that. I feel like we stumbled upon something horrible. What is this? Everything's fine. Your birds love it. I literally thought that was just like like a stone. <laughs> like some weird thing that like everybody gives to a bird. So you just like ignored the fact that it's called a bone, like cuddle bone? No, no one ever told me. I Someone just handed it to me and it's like, give that to that bird. And I was like, okay. <laughs> My life has been a lie. Amazing. I... I don't, yeah, how do they, how do they harvest Cuddlebone? Let me just look like, this up really quick. Uh, well, this just seems like the most random thing. Why would anyone ever think to do this? Like, oh, I pulled this out of this thing from the ocean. I'm going to give it to this bird. Yeah, see, they harvest it. So I think it washes up on beaches. But, like, do they grow a new one? No, no, no. They do it when they're dead. Oh, okay. Yeah, but Sounds it just, like, better. washes up because it's, like, this hard like chitinous thing so it just like like the cuttlefish just withers away and all that's left is its bone and it just washes up on the beach yeah it's bone and its beak are like the only things that stick around oh my god it's just like a grisly scene it's just like a you get like a seashell what do you think the seashell was it's a fucking animal once and you have its carcass carrying around making jewelry out of it what's wrong with you 
Yeah, but it's its coat. This is its inner. It's its inner bone. <laughs> it's coat. It's coat that it's like flesh is attached to. Some of them. I mean, yeah. <laughs> God. Anyway, everything's it's fine. Just... Everything's fine. Is it? <laughs> I don't think it is. Want to calm down? Eat your spaghettios. You're fine. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, speaking of, I looked it up. So spaghettios are <laughs> an American brand of canned pasta. <laughs> Important spaghettio update. Um, by Campbell's. They're owned by Campbell's. Oh. However, Chef Boyardee, like you said in a previous episode, is a free man. He's owned by some nobody business called Conagra or something. I don't know. Conagra. Um, that's not a nobody business. <laughs> That is not a nobody business. I mean, it wasn't capitalized in the article oh that I read. Oh, my so. God. Okay. Anyway. Um, no, no, no. I have more to say. <laughs> Great. Um, I just wanted to let you know that in addition to the normal O's, it comes in a couple varieties, too. So did you go with the normal O's or did you get a variety? I got normal O's. I don't like the different shapes. They make it taste different. And I like, I like my noodles being soft. And when they turn them into weird shapes, they get hard. No, 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 this isn't shapes. They have SpaghettiOs with meatballs. Oh, yeah, the meat is like, I, God, I don't even know, but it's not good. The meat I, is an eraser. <laughs> yeah. I get, they have they have SpaghettiOs sliced franks, which I thought you would for sure get. No, because it's not a real frank. I could add my own frank and I'd feel okay about it. True. Actually, in the parentheses behind that, it says, with pieces of processed meat resembling hot dog slices. Yeah, see, that But, like, hot dog slices are already a processed meat. Yeah. So why would you make something replicating that? Double process it. And then listen to this. There's SpaghettiOs with calcium. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That's just listed. And then there's SpaghettiOs raviolios. Raviolios. <laughs> I feel like that's their stab at Chef Boyardee. Oh, absolutely. We've uncovered the conspiracy, everyone. Stay woke. All right, let's get let's get back to the cuttlefish. Woo! Anyway, okay, they have eyeballs. They have two eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Um, good. That's their a good number. pupil, I don't know if you're familiar, if you can picture a cuttlefish in your head right now, their pupil uh-huh. is in the shape of a W. <laughs> Why? Okay, so it gives them almost this, like, sad face, I feel like, because it kind of, they look, like, worried all the time, because their eyes, like, ugh. Oh. Um, and although they are colorblind, so they can't really see color, they can see the polarization of light. Sure. Which... Uh, that's because they're seeing into a different plane. Right. Is what it is. Yeah. And then, they do have two spots of concentrated cells on their retinas, one mm-hmm. of which in the forward a part of the W, one of which in the back, so they can see front and back simultaneously at all times. It's not surprising. I bet they can also see in the past and into the future. It's that cheetah shit. Um, wasn't it the cheetah that saw into the... Yeah, I don't know. We've covered a few now. I know, I through. can't. I just... Everything that Broke comes out of my mouth, barriers. the moment I say it, it doesn't... I, I delete it from my memory bank, so I never have to think about it again. Yeah, true. Probably for the best. And then also, because these guys, their optic nerve is directly behind their retina... They don't have a blind spot. Oh. So we're big and dumb and stupid and have these, like, ridiculous blind spots. Um, and they don't. They can see, like, 360 around their entire body and <laughs> they Jesus. have no blind spot. And That's then. alarming. This is crazy. So they're developing in, like, a little eggy, which we'll get to later. But while they're in their little eggy, it's transparent and you can see them and their eyes develop in their eggy and they can see you. Oof. 
So they have super good vision and they look around and like see when they're in the egg. And they did a study in 2008 and they did it with these cuttlefish. And I think like their favorite food is like spaghettios. Yeah, they love spaghettios. Uh, I think their favorite food is mollusks or something. Small mm. mollusks, or maybe it's shrimp. It doesn't matter. Anyway, what they did in the study was they had all these embryos and they showed them a bunch of crabs, which is usually like not a cuttlefish's favorite food. Mm-hmm. Um, like they eat them, but it's not their favorite. Mm-hmm. But they exposed these embryos to a bunch of crabs and just had crabs walking around. And when the embryos hatched and they became adult cuttlefish, they their preferences changed and they went for crabs more than anything else. So they That's think so that weird. they are like learning and looking when they're in an embryo and then they see what they recognize and they hunt that thing that they've had already seen that's very scary yeah in embryo that's crazy Uh, okay Um, and then just to continue just like weird stuff their blood is green and blue (laughs) oh sure okay Um, so they're actually aliens is what you're getting to because we have hemoglobin right and makes our blood red and stuff but they have a copper containing hemocyanin oh i've actually heard of that yes and so their blood is green blue instead yeah and that's why it's that color because it like processes it differently right sure i didn't go delve into it but oh that's the surface level fact (laughs) they also have three separate hearts so that three separate hearts are pumping this green blood two of those hearts branch off to their gills they're two separate gills and then one of them just supports the rest of the body Okay. So they're they're pretty good. They got blood flow. It's going. It's doing. Another cool thing about them, we talked about earlier, sepia, they squirt things out of their bodies. Mm-hmm. They have ink. So all cephalopods, except for the nautilus and mm-hmm. the serena, which are a deep sea octopus that look like demons, have mm-hmm. ink. Oh, okay. So a lot of them do. So it's used is that for, oh, go ahead, I was just going to say, is that for, like, defense only, or? So, yeah, it's used for a couple of different things. Okay. One it would be a chemical deterrence. One is phagomimicry. Okay. Where they're ejecting a mixture of chemicals that can resemble food. Oh. They also can do something called a pseudomorph, where they are ejecting ink with a higher like higher quantity of mucus content so that it holds its shape better and actually resembles the animal so that they're like escaping and they basically just made like a decoy of themselves holy shit yeah also just in general a sensory distraction you get ink in your face that's very distracting or evasion right it's like a magic trick like poof i'm gone smoke screen god they're like little alchemists aren't they like Picking out which potion they're going to use for what situation. They're a magical being. I'm. Do I need a copy of myself? Do I need a disappearing act? Right. You know, clinking bottles together. <gasps> if we were playing Super Smash Brothers, I would pick the cuttlefish. It has. Well, that's a good choice. It has the best skills. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Those evasive tactics are pretty good. We all know you kind would of choose unbeatable. Link, so nobody cares. Okay, um, so this ink is. Excuse me. <laughs> His name is Zelda. <laughs> His name is Epona. <laughs> You've obviously never played Zelda. He's the main character. Uh, he's great. I don't need this hatred. Okay, um, I don't need this. Damn. <laughs> Called out. 
Okay, so this ink is released from a sack, which is between, I would hope so. between their gills. <laughs> and then cool. in cephalopods in general, their inks are all different colors, which is kind of interesting. So again, oh. the cuttlefish have a sepia, a brown colored ink. Squids usually have a really dark, like blue black ink, whereas octopus mm-hmm. just have straight black ink. Interesting. So hey, that, did you ever cool. do any dissections of squids in school? Yeah, we did just a regular squid. <laughs> what? Whatever what? he was. Like a regular squid. Like a regular squid? <laughs> yeah, just like a squid. It's like a regular squid. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what species um, of squid. Like a regular one. Well, I don't. I don't either. Um, oh, okay. I'm just curious. It's nice to know it was a regular one, though. No, I was going to say, um, as part of it, they always made us, like, like dissect out the, the like, pen, Ooh, you know? Oh, yes. And then they made us, like, puncture the ink sack and then write our names, which, like, looking back is a grisly thing to do. Right. I yeah. was 11. Yeah, we saw. And at the time, I was like, whoa. We saw some things. And then you just, like, rip its mouth out. And, like, look at this beak. I know. Horrid. Okay. Anyways, continue. Well, now I'm looking at dissection photos. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, I remember, like, dissecting a starfish, and you just had to, like, cut into its body. And yeah, it, it made, like, a bad crunch. Yes. Um, When I used to teach um, animal diversity lab we would do a whole semester of dissections and one of them we used to do was a turtle and um <laughs> between the two semesters in which i taught the turtle was removed from the curriculum oh. we had to bring in hammers every time we did it and it was a grisly scene like people were either unable to physically get into the turtle or the actual like physical attempt to do so left them emotionally scarred oh my <laughs> they like God. didn't want to continue they just had like a cracked like half cracked turtle and they're like i can't i was like i don't blame you <laughs> i can't do it anymore <laughs> yeah i get like all the eggs coming out and mm, mm-mm. i don't know anyways I, guess it was, I took like a vertebrate lab and um i think it was just like vertebrate anatomy but our professor <laughs> he just like got roadkill Oh, and that we, wasn't a lab. That wasn't a professor. We dissected possum and raccoon roadkill. Nope, that wasn't a professor. You didn't. You shouldn't have learned from him. It was foul. <laughs> and then we caught our own shrews and taxidermied them. What? Like, but for science. Like, <laughs> that doesn't make it okay. No. I could say I did anything for science. Science, scientific. You know, like when you go to like the National Museum and there's like, they lay them out all flat and they're just like, just like a specimen, science specimen. We didn't, like, pose them with, like, a top hat and shit. Well, no, I'm saying, like, I'm not concerned about the taxidermy. I'm just concerned uh, about the fact that you went out and caught shrews just to taxidermy them. Oh, yeah, they were fine with it. There was a lot of shrews. The shrews were fine with it? Yeah, we obviously asked permission. They're like, it is fine. <laughs> it is fine. <laughs> Go forward. <laughs> Back to the cuttlefish. So, yes, oh, yeah, their so ink sorry. has all these skills. Um, but there's also some theories that maybe it's more than a smokescreen. I didn't find any papers, but I didn't look. So there maybe there's scientific evidence <laughs> of this. But they think that the compounds in the ink can irritate, numb, and even deactivate some chemosensory systems in things like moray eels, which eat cephalopods. Oh, wow. Okay, that's a good defense tactic. So it can, like, fuck his day up, yeah. And then they also use ink to squirt on their eggies. So the cuttlefish and other cephalopods sometimes will coat their eggs in ink, um, mm-hmm. which helps camouflage them, but also, like, makes them, like, 
I don't know, like heavier or something. Just like stick to the ground. I don't know. And then they've also seen, this was just like a fun fact. They also guard their eggs. So they've seen like snails and crabs and like the cephalopod will just go over and just like, and just like squirt at them just to make them go away. (gasps) Nice. I love that. He's like that angry old man on his porch. Yeah. It's just like a little attitude thing. Like, hey, get the fuck out of here. Hey, you're too near me. Get out. Get away. Okay, so another just weird part of their body, obviously, is that they have suckers on their tentacles and arms. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, suckers are... Okay, wait. There are two different things. There are arms and tentacles, which I didn't know until now that there's a difference. But the arm has suckers along most of the length. But a okay. tentacle only has suckers near the end. Oh, so, why? Because... So, <laughs> because cool. So cuttlefish have eight arms that they use for just funsies, but the two tentacles are like longer, and they are more used for catching prey, and then the arms are used for holding it. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So the tentacle like shoots out pretty much. Mm-hmm. And it says they have taste by touch sensitivity, so they can tell the difference of stuff with their suckers and tentacles and shit. So. Ooh. The sucker itself, its shape is circular, and it's a bowl. So it has two distinct parts. It has an outer cavity and a hollow central cavity. And both of them are really thick muscles, and they're covered with this, like, chitinous material so that they're a little bit harder. Um, And it just has this, like, little chitinous thing that makes a protective surface over it. Outer part is the only part that ever, like, suctions onto stuff. And then the inner part is always, like, kind of loose. So that's why whenever you see, like, sucker things it's always just like a circle it's not like a filled in circle you feel me huh okay you feel me yeah i get you it feel me yeah, yeah or like stick a it thing. makes sense like when you stick a thing on your window like the center doesn't really stick i don't know whatever <gasps> oh yes i love those things i don't okay they use these tentacles and arms like i said in diet stuff they don't really use them for propulsion purposes so they have that fin that i talked about that goes around the back of their body and mm-hmm. they're using that in just, like, a ripple motion to help move them around. Yeah. It's and, cute. I like it. Yeah. And they're just, like, this little wavy boy all the time. But they mm-hmm. also can just fill their entire mantle with water and expel it out of a siphon. And they can use jet propulsion as well. Huh. You know what they kind of look like to me? They're sort of like a, like a ravioli. Mm. Where, like, if one of the four sides was just really leggy was just like a face instead yeah yeah with like legs yeah i can see that it definitely Mm -hmm. it's like a pierogi you know (gasps) a pierogi yeah because it's really thick Mm -hmm. it is thick and the little like ripply wavy fin guy he's cute he's like the little flat part where the pasta touches itself i'm like salivating i'm looking at my can of spaghettios across the room and i'm about to just cancel this podcast (laughs) I thought you were going to say, I'm looking at pictures of cuttlefish and just salivating endlessly. <laughs> I mean, if I'm picturing as a pierogi, yeah. Oh, man. I know you got those spaghettios waiting for you. Sweet treat. I'm hungry. <laughs> okay. Speaking of food, what do they eat? Talk about um, it a little bit. Yeah. So you said, like, mollusks is yeah. one of their favorite? They're a predator. Okay. So they eat small mollusks, crabs, shrimp, fish, octopus, worms, and sometimes other cuttlefish. Although, Ooh. that's usually when other options are very limited. So, that's kind of like last resort, is eating your friends and family. I mean, same. So, they use camouflage 
That's one of their most well-known things, the ability to blend in, to hunt and sneak up on their prey. They mm-hmm. can use that siphon that we talked about that they use for jet propulsion to also stir up the bottom of the, so- the soil, the sand, and uncover hidden prey. And then they just open their arms really wide and shoot these two tentacles out that grab them and pull them towards their beak. Some cuttlefish are venomous, so they can paralyze their prey with venom. Ooh. But most of them, I don't think, are. The common one is not. Um, but they also can sometimes, like, sometimes they want to blend in, right, and hide. But sometimes yeah. they use this kind of, what do they call it? They call it, like, um, cloud. What the fuck? I'll find it later. But they use, like, this, <laughs> like, almost, like, you know when clouds just, like, go over the ground and you see the cloud shadow movement? Yeah. 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 So they kind of use that movement sometimes. Um, and it's almost like, like, look at me. And people think they kind of, quote, hypnotize. Oh, that's fancy. Because they're just like, look at this, like, pretty motion and color. Like, what is this? I'm eating you. Oh, man. You know that's the way I would go. Yeah. But it's super freaky. Like, definitely look up cuttlefish hunting. It's really interesting. They'll be in the frame and you won't even notice them. And then they just, like, nom something because they're so good at camouflage. It's ridiculous. That's so cool. And, of course, they're eating then with their beak. So all um, cephalopods, extant living cephalopods, have a two-part beak. And this is scissor-like, so it's really sharp. Um, And it is made of chitin, so it's indigestible, which is kind of interesting. So whenever they are looking in animals like sperm whales who are eating giant squids and stuff like that, they actually Mm -hmm. can find the beak inside of them because it's they can't digest it. And even with this beak, they can kind of approximate the mantle size and the size of the animal from the size of the beak. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So that's kind of cool. Okay, so Bone Town, reproduction-wise, these boys have a really short life. They live, like, one to two years. Oh, babies! It's not that long at all. They reach sexual maturity at about 14 to 18 months. Oh, wow, okay. It's, like, pretty late. Yeah, they kind of have to get going. Especially, yeah, that's half their life. Yeah. It's, they gotta go. <laughs> God, it's time to go. They gotta, they gotta go. Time to go. Um, so the, there's a, of course, like I said, there's a thousand different species, right? But I'm going to talk about common ones. Um, there's a couple of different things they do. Um, there's a season that they're going to be breeding. Most of the time they're solitary. They're just going to do their own thing and they're not hanging out together. Um, but then Mm -hmm. during the breeding seasons, they come together and the males do challenge each other for dominance. But it's this really weird thing where they don't actually attack each other. They just like look at each other and make weird colors on their body go by. And oh, love that. We don't know what beats what, but at some point, one of them goes <laughs> away and is like, you got me. <laughs> so there's something fucking going on. That's how I feel when I watch curling. I'm like, something happened. I don't know what. <laughs> something did happen here. Uh, I think there's, I think, like, if there's serious issues, they will, like, get in a scuffle and you can kind of. They can pin each other down if you get a good grip on oh. one. But that's really rare. Usually the challenge, the dominance for mating and stuff is just like this weird color standoff. Clack their beaks together. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> so once a male has one dominance, he will grab the female with his tentacles and make her face to face with him. And then Ugh. they just like open mouth make out. And he sticks this special tentacle that he has that inserts sperm sacs into an opening that's, like, right next to her mouth. Oh, God. 
Yeah. So he just, like, mouth fucks her. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Um, But it's really interesting because to know whether a female is interested in you, she actually turns a certain color, and males turn a certain color to, like, identify themselves to females. So females turn what's called a pre-copulatory gray. Oh, Which I feel like is just mood like pre-copulatory gray i just love that seriously um and then many shades man yeah and then the males typically do like a zebra pattern whoa yeah it's really really cool it's really like just really stark um nothing gets those ladies going like think about zebras (laughs) yeah let's say you're a little male and you come up and you tried to get dominance and the other male outshone you and whatever the fucking thing was no one knows so you have some other options before you just run and hide away. Um, mm-hmm. One of them is to just camouflage yourself and hopefully sneak by the male. So after they, they trade sperm sacks, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. he kind of guards the female and hangs out with her. So one way is to just sneak by him. So they do that by pretending to be a female because then you're not a threat. So they could change their body color to be more female They hide their arms. So males actually have four pairs of arms and females only have three. Oh, So they'll hide their extra arms. Some of the times they'll even pretend to hold an egg sack. I don't know what that looks like. And they could swim right by the guard and then mate with the female. Oh, God. Yeah. Sneaky little bastards. So apparently the female could hold five up to like 12 sperm packets and she just picks which one she wants to use to fertilize the eggs oh nice good for her it says they're internal fertilizers they can have anywhere from 100 to a thousand that seems like a lot mm-hmm. they remain in the oviduct for 30 to 90 days before they're laid and then they usually attach eggs to sea world and coral just kind of wherever on the bottom and then they cover them in ink oh interesting okay yeah just like hands are as sperm like in a ball I don't like it. And then she's like, thanks. I'll use this if I feel like it. Hey, um, I'll maybe call you. (laughs) Yeah. It's just weird. Okay. Weird. So the craziest part of the cuttlefish, obviously, is its colors, right? I mean, that's Yeah, like it's like known for like blending in and like being a chameleon, right? Yes. It's also, it's called the chameleon of the sea. (gasps) Love it. So these colors aren't just for camouflage, as some of the things we were just talking about. They're also used for communication. So there's four elements to their body communication. They have chromatic communication, which is their skin coloration. They have skin texture. They can make their skin rough or smooth. They have their posture and then the way that they locomote. So just to compare some stuff, the common cuttlefish has... 34 different skin colorations, six different skin textures, eight different types of posture, and six different types of locomotion that they use to communicate. Whereas Mm -hmm. the flamboyant cuttlefish has 75 different colors, 14 different textures, and seven postures, and seven different types of locomotion. So holy, they have different communication styles. And I mean, the, the flamboyant, you need to Google it. I'm sure I'll put a picture up on Instagram. It looks insane. Mm hmm. So just they have different ways. So that's kind of interesting. But yes, they are known as the chameleons of the sea. They can change their color within a second. It's pretty instantaneous. Um, They can also affect light polarization of their skin. 
So, like we talked about how they can sen- they can see that. They can change their, like, iridescence and shit on their body. And, like, what mm-hmm. is reflecting what? Which is kind of crazy. But they have four... No, oh, I'm sorry. They have three color patterns that they have found. And those are a uniform color pattern, a modeled color pattern, and a disruptive color, color pattern. And then... Of those, there's, like, a bunch of different types. But those are, like, the three main ones that they are calling them. Huh. So, all of this is due to the cells that they have in their skin. And they have three layers of cells. And they're way cooler than our skin. I mean, just, (laughs) we're just garbage. I mean, obviously. So, on top, they have pigmented chromatophores. Underneath those, they have reflective iridophores. Okay. Under that, they have leucophores. So all of these things combined make this just like a, I don't even know, just like a color wheel. I don't know. I don't know what he is. I don't know either. And I think it sounds like science has tried to explain it and they just. We're having a hard time. (laughs) Like there's a magic element that we're just not able to correctly identify. Correct. Yeah. I feel that. Mm, So um, I'm just going to do really general about these cells because I really don't care about studying for school anymore. So like we're going to get the fun facts and you can Google the rest. Like, come on. I'm not your teacher. I'm a drunk, poor person. Okay. I'm your drunk aunt who (laughs) doesn't read above a seventh grade reading level (laughs) anymore. Amen. Okay. So the chromatophore is basically a sack. This thing's got sacks on sacks on sacks. Mm-hmm. And these sacs contain hundreds of thousands of pigment granules and then this Gross. large mem- membrane. So the expansion and like contraction of the sac exposes the hue of the pigment. And they have three different kind of pigments. They have yellow, orange, red, and brown, and black. So they just contract and relax muscles to open and close these sacs and they can change the pigment and how much the pigment is released and where and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Underneath the chromatophores are the reflective iridophores, and those are responsible for the iridescent colors, and they have, like, a metallic sheen. That gives them, like, their shine. And then underneath all that is the leucophores, and those are the guys responsible for reflecting light. And it's not just like, oh, I shined a, like, light on you and you bounce it back. It's like, you shine a blue light and I'm going to be blue. Like, I'm going to shine blue back at you. Like, it, it knows what it's doing. That's crazy like imagine waking up one day and you're like i just feel like metallic violet and then you are and that's it and you just like are like feeling it all day you're just like mm, mm, mm. all day yeah until like later you're like just kidding i'm freaking cheetah yeah spotted. is that a girl and i'm a zebra now spotted. yeah like what that's great that's the greatest gift that's the superhero power that i want it is it's really neat just again with communication they're using these color patterns to signal intent so we talked about the zebra um, the what they call intense zebra sometimes when two males will come up to each other they will do this and it's kind of an honest symbol they call it where they're just like I'm a dude you're a dude we're cool but then if they go into dark <laughs> face that is when they will attack oh yeah okay and then of course the females they have that precopulatory gray those are kind of things okay this is insane this is where it gets more insane you thought it was insane wait okay so I talked about before how like a male might sneak by another male by pretending to be a female right Right. Well, his sides are independent. So let's say you're swimming and the male is guarding on the left and the female's on the right. 
He can swim between them, pretending to be a pre, like a girl on the left, pre-copulatory gray or something. And then on the right, he can be showing this bitch a zebra and being like, are you down to clown? Whoa, so he's homies like, play in both fields. Two-Face, Two-Face, Two-Face. Oh, Two-Face. insane? How much brain That's capacity nuts. is that? A lot more than us. I can't. A lot more than both of us combined, for sure. I can't even do two things at once. Oh my god, no. 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 I mean, I was trying to unlock a lock and carry a bucket the other day, and we all heard how that went. Yeah. Not not well. I'm trying to do this and not think about SpaghettiOs. How hard is that? Very hard. Impossible. It's not working. Impossible. I just keep bringing it up. I don't even have those spaghettios in front of me, and I can't stop thinking about them. <laughs> Just some other color things that they do. They do a daematic display where they rapidly change from black to white, and they make these big dark eye spots. And that's used to kind Ooh. of scare small fish, like, ugh, look at this, meh, and kind of scare them away. That would scare me. Yeah. yeah. And then they do, like, a bigger flamboyant display for dangerous fish that are actually, like, aggressing on them. Um, oh, yeah. Passing cloud pattern. That's what it was called. So that is like the stop and watch me like food hypnosis kind of thing. Oh, cool. So these motherfuckers are colorblind, yet they perfectly can match their surroundings in color and texture. And they can do it in complete darkness. I can't even comprehend that. I don't. Uh, nobody can. So we didn't even talk about texture, but their skin contains bands of muscle, like circular muscles, that they can contract, and they just push fluid into it. So then they can be, like, spiky. There's some that they, like, put their little tentacles up, or their little arms up, and then they turn all brown, and they make their back all spiky, and they look like a hermit crab. Like, exactly like a hermit crab. Oh, man. It's insane. They changed their speechless. skin. I know. I know. I know. Ah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I'm blown away. I'm so impressed. They did some scientific studies and they put him on a little checkerboard and he like made a perfect little like white square on his back. (laughs) (gasps) He's perfect. He's so cute. But the crazy thing is he doesn't, he doesn't reflect what he sees. He reflects what's under him. That's like a whole another level. Yeah. Did he like look at it or like is his ass a mirror? I don't understand. No, I don't either. Yeah, that's the question is like, how does it know what's underneath, what's behind it? And it I don't fits it perfectly. It it didn't see it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to like stay up all night thinking about this now. Great. <laughs> no sleep for fauna. <laughs> um, so things eat them. No. Birds. Don't. Birds eat their bones. <laughs> Birds eat their bones. Once they're done with their bones, though. They they were done with the bone. So dolphins, sharks, seals, seabirds, and of course, like I said, other cuttlefish. Um, mm-hmm. Humans do eat them. They eat like we put like their ink on pasta or something. I don't know. Oh yeah, I've heard of like squid ink pasta. Like right. they make it. Yeah, they like, do you cuddle, can make it in a pasta too. Oh yeah. Okay. And then, but most of the days, so like sepia, the ink is artificial, so we don't steal their ink, but we do steal their cuddle bone. Okay. Well, I don't know which one. I think they're equally bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And then they are kind of used for the pet trade, but not so much. That's They're kind of hard to take care of. I don't think a lot of people do it. Yeah. Actually, when I was, when you told me you were doing cuttlefish, like we always do, I like 
do a Google image search so I can stare at it while you talk about it. Yes. And the second thing that came up was cuttlefish for sale, like in the Google huh. search history. Yeah. Damn. Damn, dude. Just like mm, maybe rethink that, though, mm. not just because they have like, you know, inherent value or whatever and they deserve a life mm-hmm. not as your pet, but because they could probably mimic you and They're smarter steal than your you. credit score. They're smarter than you. <laughs> Google, yeah. dude, Google cuttlefish and egg. It's just Done. like looking at you. Uh-oh, I'm nervous. I mean, <gasps> they can see clear as day. They're like in a little mystic ball. A little balloon. Yeah, he's just staring right at it's me like, like crystal yeah, I see ball. you. Yeah, I've always seen <gasps> oh. you. <laughs> I saw you since the dawn of time. Crazy. Yikes. You know what they kind of remind me of? Um, did you ever watch Doctor Who? I watched that one episode with you where I... <laughs> I made all those weird rhymes. <laughs> Did I black out? <laughs> what was that? I don't know. We watched like some and that was when I was like, that was the day that I was like, figgity fuck, I'm a dump truck. Oh, yes. I, was, like, I remember that. Jiggity jump. Like, I don't know what he, he, I don't know. You made me watch one episode. So I've seen one episode. God. Okay. Um. Well, there's these, uh, these recurring characters called the Ood. Okay. And they sort of have like tentacles on their face, and then they have like a bulbous head. Ew! It just like kind of reminds me. Yeah, they're not good looking. Um, but it just like kind of reminds me of the little cuttlefish, like particularly the little ones when they're like in their egg. Yeah. Like, look it up. Let me know what you think. No, I I did. I don't like it. Okay. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> I mean, I think you're right, but I don't like the, what they look like at all. No, I I don't think anyone does, but um resemblance is there and that's the thing like the only thing i could think of in media as far as cuttlefish go was just like cthulhu (laughs) that giant demon thing. i mean that's that big giant bitch yeah he's just a cuttlefish (laughs) is he i don't know what he is isn't he um a kraken is that what he is i mean his i don't know i even read the lovecraft like short stories and i still don't know oh yeah yeah i mean that makes sense though right because like things that aren't described are always scarier yeah. One of the monsters is literally in- invisible in the book. Anyway, oh my god. Um, okay, so <laughs> I just really didn't like it. You guys can tweet at me. I don't like Lovecraft. I love horror stuff, and it was not scary, and I didn't like it. And my friend let me Uh-oh. all the books, and she's probably listening right now, and I didn't even read them all, but sorry. <laughs> I didn't like Damn, it. Damn, shots fired. I know. Okay, back to what I was talking about. That matters. Yeah, like cuttlefish. What do you think the conservation status is of the um, okay. 120 fucking species of cuttlefish? Let's see. So they're ev- they're like everywhere in the ocean except for America. around yeah. America, yeah, which is <laughs> its own statement. There's a <laughs> bunch of species. Hmm. I'm gonna say they're like doing pretty well. Yeah, they're fine. Um, really? Okay, cool. Not a single one of the 120 species is listed as endangered. We do baller. think their numbers are dropping, but nobody really oh, knows. A lot of them are just data deficient because there's so many and they're in the ocean. Um, and because they blend into shit. Yeah, we can't even find them. So the common This is, whole world is cuttlefish. <laughs> the common is least concern. I did find the giant Australian was near threatened. Oh, bummer. That that was like all I and then I stopped looking because I was like okay I'm not gonna Google all 120 species to like see where they're at but yeah they're kind of crazy um some are big some are small all the species are different I don't know I watched a lot of videos about them 
with just like the commentary off because usually commentary is really annoying. And just watching them swim and move and mouth fuck each other is just kind of yeah. crazy. It's truly hypnotic. It's really beautiful. I know. And that eyeball, that like W-shaped eyeball. Yeah. I don't He's know, cute. Man. I like him. I like the little cuttlefish. Look at cuttlefish as a hermit crab because it looks like a hermit crab. Oh, okay. Oh, it does look like a little crab. Yeah, he's cute. <gasps> he's really cute. I like him. Oh. So yeah, that's the that's all I have for the cuttlefish. Nice. That was really good. Can you give us a TLDL? Yes. So the cuttlefish is a cephalopod, and there are over 120 different species of cephal- <laughs> cuttlefish. They are okay. found everywhere, pretty much in shallow water, other than anywhere around Americas. Mm-hmm. They are predators, so they do eat animals, and they use their tentacles and arms to capture their prey. Mm-hmm. They have crazy skin control. <laughs> they can yeah. change the color of their skin and the texture of their skin, which is insane. They that have a insane. beak. Like... They squirt ink. <laughs> and they're cute. They are really cute. I love this little guy. That's all I have i think you know there's always those options like back in what was it like microsoft word when you can get that little paperclip dude and he like helps you out with shit or there's like the little kitty or the dog like i want the little cuttlefish i think he'd be like super helpful and he'd probably do a really good job helping me like format my paragraphs and fonts and stuff would you be able to find him on the screen however never never (laughs) never and that's the trade-off like do you want a good helper or do you want some like shitty dog that's gonna like shit on the top of your <laughs> your uh, paper that you're writing. Did it do that? Yeah, the dog would, like, do, like, weird things. Ugh. Like, it would just, like, take itself for a walk or just, like, I don't know, eat the mailman. I, I only know. used the paper clip <laughs> and it never took a shit on any of my stuff. <laughs> well, you saw, but it did other horrible things. <laughs> he did, he did. It did other unspeakable things. Oh, also, uh, this, uh, the cuttlefish is in an episode of Octonauts. <laughs> Of course, that's the best show. Yeah. I'm loving that show more and more. So if you want more facts, they say the same thing I said, just like without cursing and without saying like as many times as I did. Octonauts are doing the Lord's work. They are the Lord. They're getting that message out there. It's like Veggie Tales, but better because Veggie Tales sucks. <laughs> uh oh, shots fired. Yeah, I'm just telling it like it is. Okay, everybody, thanks for joining us this week. We hope that you learned cool stuff and had a good time hanging out. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to check out Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, where we post more facts and links and pictures, all kinds of crazy stuff. We have a Patreon now. If you want to hear our first bonus content, it is going up at the same time this episode is, hopefully. (laughs) And it is about the dodo. I made a joke in this episode, which I realized I made in dodo. So you're not going to get it unless you give us $5 and then you'll get it. (laughs) You're not going to get it. You won't even understand. You're going to think it's funny. You're like, why did she say that? Um, There's going to be such a buildup. (laughs) You're going to listen and be like, what? Was it worth it? (laughs) Yes, it was worth it. It was worth it. I'll just tell you right now. I also uploaded like despite my better judgment um the urchin emergency song that i wrote and sang i edited my voice so much i sound like a weird man so i felt less self-conscious about it so i put that up Mm -hmm. 
Um, also to test just all of our patrons' RSS feeds, because um, they do have a private feed for their private content that they get for being awesome patrons. They picked Cuttlefish. Mm-hmm. They've already voted for next week. So uh, Fauna will have a, a super cool animal. And I don't know. This next couple weeks are going to be crazy. I'm going to be traveling, so just bear with us if anything comes up. I'm trying to think what else. I'm going to teach Fauna how to edit, so if anything from here on out sucks. It's not my fault. It's her fault. <laughs> Ow. I'm just going to say that right right now. I mean, it's going to be a whole lot different. It's going to be 99% Fauna, 1% <laughs> Yeah. You're just going to edit me out. <laughs> That's what you're going to do. I know it. Oh, man. What a bummer that'd be. Just kidding, folks. I could never do that. We all know Flora's the best. Okay. <laughs> Take it back immediately. <laughs> Okay, that's all I have. Rate us, review us. We got more iTunes reviews. We have like 35 star reviews in the USA now. Thanks. Yeah, you guys are the best. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.